What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. G'day everybody, it's Blandon here again and welcome to the Leverage Addict podcast where we explore different ways to build wealth and achieve financial freedom. And in today's episode, we will be discussing a topic that is becoming increasingly popular among young families and new investors. It's called rent vesting. And if you watch any American sort of content around wealth building and properties, you'll hear Grant Cardone always preaching, don't buy a family home because it's the worst investment you can make. We're not in that extreme. However, we are going to look at with the high cost of homeownership in New Zealand, how rent vesting can offer an alternative approach that's going to allow you to invest in property while maintaining the flexibility and the freedom that comes with renting. So grab a cup of coffee and join me in diving into the four reasons why you would consider rent vesting over buying a home. The first reason is the lower upfront cost. You might think how is it lower upfront cost? Because you still need to put in a deposit. And I heard about you know having a lower deposit to buying a first home. So how does that work? Well, I've worked with thousands of families. And in most cases, people buying their own home will stretch their budget because they want the best home possible. And opposed to just buying an investment property, because you are going to likely to put less emotion into it and you're really going to look at the numbers and make a logical decision instead. So that is the advantage with rent vesting. Now, of course, you might be asking, I thought investing in properties require like a 40% deposit opposed to like a 20%, 15% or 10%. Well, you can still buy the first property with the investment mindset. So you're looking at all of the future opportunity that this property have. You might renovate it in the beginning, just live in it for a good 12 months and then find a better place to rent. And that would still go down as your own occupied. So the second reason is get better return on your money. Now, from experience, I would say majority of the family homes people end up buying are not good investment properties. I'm not saying they are not going to go in value because history shows that most properties that you buy will go in value. Even though the first property I bought almost eight years ago now was around 673, I spent probably a total of 120,000 over time. That's like two renovations. And it's probably worth maybe on a good day, 950, but maybe worst case scenario, get 900,000 for now. So it still goes up in value, even though I don't rate it as much of a good investment property. But a property like that is likely going to have lower rental income and lower capital improvement opportunity. What does that mean? A good investment should ideally give you more than one rental income. In my case, I have a three bedroom. It's gonna be like a 900K to one mil property, but I might only get around $700 per week, which is not very good cash flow. So if you were to get a home and income, which has a second dwelling, or a multi-unit, which has multiple income, those are gonna be able to give you more cash flow. Now, capital improvement opportunity means that you can spend money on the property and improve 
the equity position. This could mean that you could add a separate dwelling, you could add extra bedrooms, you can renovate the property, which I could in my instance, but it wasn't a massive equity gain there. But the thing that's going to allow you to have the most capital gains in the future is development potential, understanding what you could do to that piece of land and what you could build on that in the future. And most good development sites are relatively flat, has stormwater, wastewater, infrastructures ready to go, and it's not on a floodplain. Those can all be seen on the LIM report and websites like relab.co.nz is going to give you a good understanding of whether or not a piece of land has that development potential. So if you're not in Auckland, you could potentially just look on the geomaps on different councils. It's going to allow you to see the development potential of that property. And going back to this experience of mine where I bought my first property uh, over the course of seven years, one of my investment actually have three times the capital gains after I learned a lot more about investment. So I actually bought that one later but I was still able to get a way better valuation when it's compared to this nice cross-lease property that's three bedroom that I bought as my first home. So if you're early in your journey right now, I'm sort of giving you the future if you make this decision. Because if I bought a good investment property in the first place, opposed to just an okay family home at the time, it's not even like the best home I wish I could buy. Today, I could afford to go for a significantly better upgrade for my own occupied if I wanted to. And the third reason is flexibility to move to a desirable location. Now renting gives you greater flexibility to move to different locations or properties as your needs change. By not being tied down to a mortgage, you can avoid distress and expense of selling property if you need to move for work, family or lifestyle reasons. Rent vesting can allow you to live in a location that suits your current lifestyle or work situation without the need of compromising less than desirable properties. Renting also allows you to try before you buy in a new location, so you can get a sense of the neighborhood, the commutes, the local amenities before committing to a property purchase. And rent vesting also gives you the option to live in a more expensive and desirable location that you couldn't afford to buy in the first place. And this could be especially helpful if there are certain schools that you want your kids to get to or important resource that you can't really afford to buy in that area. And the fourth reason is the flexibility in your budget. Now, as a rent vester, you can enjoy greater flexibility in your monthly budget. So for example, in many areas in New Zealand, you can rent a brand new property in a great location with excellent amenities, good school zones and a nice neighborhood for around $1,000 a week. This same level of quality and convenience would cost well over $2 million to buy in Auckland right now. Whereas purchasing a property for $700,000 less would typically limit you to less desirable areas and properties. Whereas if you were to pay for a mortgage and put your deposit in, you might only be able to buy something around that eight. 900k range which is going to limit you to certain areas and more likely you're going to be able to only buy properties that you need to renovate. So by choosing to rent vest you can have more control over your budget and enjoy a higher standard of living for less and additionally as a renter you don't have to worry about the cost of property maintenance, rates or insurance 
allowing you to allocate your resources more effectively and invest in things that's going to give you better return than perhaps a halfway family home. And what I mean by that is most likely when you buy your first home, it's not going to be like your dream home anyway. And you're going to be forced to just buy something that is going to be within your budget and it might not be the best home you want. So if you want to enjoy more financial flexibility and benefits of a better lifestyle, rent vesting might be the right choice for you. And a quick exercise you can do to sort of see whether or not that's going to be an option for you is look on TradeMe. Put $1,000 in rent per week, three bedroom, four bedroom, see what you can get. And then try to look at those areas and how much is going to cost to buy in the same area. The results might just surprise you. Now, when does rent vesting not going to make sense? Well, if you can't sort of make a logical decision on investing and you're still going to put a lot of emotion into it, that might be hard. And if you're not willing to educate yourself on actually how properties works and what makes a good investment property, that might not be for you as well. And it's also not for you if you have the special skill of finding really, really good owner-occupied home that you can buy significantly undervalue, renovate it while you're living in it, and then you can sell it later. You're going to have no capital gains tax because it's owner-occupied that's going to be a massive advantage. But if you're looking to long-term hold, rent vesting might be a good option. So that's it for today's episode of the Leverage Addicts podcast. We hope you find this discussion on rent vesting informative and helpful. And if you're considering rent vesting or other options to home ownership, we encourage you to do your research and explore all your options. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a thumbs up. It's the only way we can afford to keep the lights on and continue providing quality content to all you leverage addicts out there. So until next time, happy investing.